Three long days from I don't know It takes a little more than what you show And that's yesterday Yeah, yesterday Hello and welcome to episode five of Bobby Finn Knows Everyone. I'm Bobby Finn. We are part of Pull Tab Sports and with me today again, Tom Lord. How are you, Tom? Good to, good to see you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm very well. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We also have uh, our buddy and our neighbor, uh, special guest, JT Bernier, fighting from the streets of Chicago, former Mankato Maverick. Is it Mankato or Minnesota State back then? I was Mankato back then. Yeah. Played on the hockey team, so we brought him in to uh, bring a little more to the show today. A little bit of fighting action today. What's up, guys? Everybody good? Everybody's great. Thanks, thanks for joining us, JT, mm. a.k.a. John Bernier. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Do you know when I first met JT Bernier, he was named John Bernier? Oh, well, gosh. I don't know it, if I'd have liked him if it was John. No, I didn't want to put JT on a resume. John sounds more mature. It does. It does. So what do you go to go as right now during uh, your, your, your performance at Loop Tech? JT. 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 Okay. I got old enough to have a nickname. <laughs> first, you're too young to have a nickname. This is true. This is true. And I'm talking to a guy named Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I, and I hate the real name. That's the craziest part about it. Hey, yeah, uh, how about that derby? Did you guys watch that derby last? Oh week? yeah, I watched the derby. We uh, <clears throat> we had a little derby party. Yeah, I first it. ever. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, both yeah. of you. It was really nice to see both of you. I wasn't we wore there. hats. We wore hats and sunglasses. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't there either. <laughs> I know. Thanks for thanks for showing up. Appreciate it. We wore hats and sunglasses, and there was a big crowd, and we gambled a little bit, and uh, we we not did not put money on the 80 to one long shot, which was amazing. What, why do people dress up for these parties? What's I, the, where did it come from? I have no idea. It's crazy though. Every, I mean, everyone does everywhere. I bet if you look into it, we're not going to like the answer. It's probably some like long white tradition of like asshole, rich white people dressing fancy and nobody else was invited. Uh, I just, I like the people dress up for these parties. And at the end of the night, they're all wrecked. Their, <laughs> their nice clothes are just terrible. Like you see some guy running across the porta potties in the infield in his, you know, <laughs> seersucker suit. He's just wrecked getting hit with Bud Light, empty cans. <laughs> You're probably right. It, I mean, it's probably been going on for a hundred years. So it's just a bunch of assholes that are yeah. started it. Pompous pricks that are more money than what to do with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's like the uh, the Masters, right? When people are like, well, the Masters, <clears throat> they got a long history of being jerks. So they better change their ways. So they did. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Did you see that horse, 80 to 1? Did you see uh, did, did you see him like just take a right, a hard right, and then just gone down? Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, God, the, the horse looked to the right <laughs> and saw the, saw the open spot and started going as fast as he could. I was like, I think the jockey maybe pulled his head to the right and then maybe deserves some of the credit for that win because that that was incredible. That thing was fast. Now, I don't know where that came. That thing wasn't going to race the day before, and all of a sudden it's the fastest horse in the race. So, yeah, look at that thing. So it's like it was biting the other horse, like the trainer horse or the whatever they call it. The, the guide horse. The guide horse. Yep. And so that other that dude was like manhandling it, and I guess Twitter blew up because they were so mad that this – Poor horse was like getting punched in the face, but it was attacking this other horse, which is kind of he's like chopping the hair down. That's a better move. That's like a karate kid move. I think that's a that's a badass horse right there. That horse is you know what the horse is saying? Eat shit, and you can eat shit, and you can eat shit. I'm gonna win this thing. And that's what the horse is saying. If you can't understand, I it. think that horse was like hopped up on goofballs. <laughs> I don't know. I think that horse had like so much steroids in it. It was just like I I don't think that thing was playing fair. I think that thing was juiced up. He's all. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Eighty to one is the second longest odds ever, right? 
So yeah, second was it? longest okay. ever. I mean, that's incredible. You put down a hundred dollars and you walk out eight thousand dollars richer. That's amazing. that's eighty one. That's yeah. what that means. And what was that? It, so they had a video of the Major League Baseball guy pitching. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is great. So that it wasn't this year, but someone made a comment like, "This is what's wrong with Major League Baseball. The Kentucky Derby is exciting. It's fun. It's a minute and a half or however long it is. Baseball takes so long. You could you could do the entire Kentucky Derby during one pitch of a of a uh, <laughs> Major League game. So they took a Zach Granke um, one pitch." And they match it up with the Kentucky Derby, and the Kentucky Derby finishes before Zach Cranky throws a pitch. Watch this; it's it's two minute long. We can talk through it. All right, I'm gonna throw another video up here, Thomas. God's video! Like, look at the media that we're we're pulling into this podcast, Bobby. You got that right. So look at this. So so th there's a little overlay there. Hope you can see it. So the horse are racing. The guys just stepping in the batter's box. Here's Zach Granke. He's just getting ready. This is what's wrong with baseball. We'll give you a, we'll give you a third one to overlay with your mind. This is Sergio Garcia steps up to the tee. He regrips. He regrips, and I'll just repeat regrip fifty regrips. more times. <laughs> he steps in. So look at this. He hasn't even thrown a pitch yet, and they're already making a turn. Okay, he's he's still looking in. This is one pitch in baseball. Batter batter needs some time. Okay, <laughs> batter needs some time. They're still going. Yeah, okay, hold on. I, I need a lot of time. I need a lot of time. I'm going to step out. I'm not quite ready yet. Granky's like, yeah, I, I don't know. What are we, we going to throw here? What are we going to throw here? And it's not even over. Isn't it ridiculous? It's, it's terrible. And, and they're changing that, right? Did they change it a little bit already? Uh, I think they, they say did. they do every year. But I think they're going to a, a pitch clock. And, you, I mean, you can't do this stuff anymore. I think it started with Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch started with the, the his yeah, yeah. gloves and stuff. He did it like 50 times. Like, get in the box or I'm going to drill you in the face. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Those turned into like glitches for him, though. You know, yeah, that's well, what yeah. the kids are called. Those are glitches. Yeah. He just he gets into a routine. We talk about superstitions later, but and that, that turns into like a, the, a glitch. The, the tournament, are the pitches still not thrown yet? <laughs> the catcher's <laughs> got to come out and talk to him now. It's pathetic. And we expect our kids to want, like watch like watching baseball. They're never going to watch baseball. All right, we're done watching this. Yeah, it, it, it's so painful. We can't even watch the replay of it. Seriously. it's. But I heard they are going to different rules next year, and they have to. Like we said last time, they're going to lose the game. And yeah. that's... The game's been going on too long. They got to adapt and they got to, the attention span of anybody these days right. isn't there. And I got to be there the next three goddamn days. The Astros <laughs> are in town, so I got to go tomorrow night, Wednesday Can you night, imagine and Thursday. Season tickets to oh, like gosh. all at one, 162, what, 182? What is it? Mm. Oh, terrible. No, it's half that. You get to go to 80 home games, but. Oh, yeah. Right. right. But uh, let's, how about something funny? How about that? How about the cop down or the, uh, the security guard or prison guard down in, where was it, Alabama? Dude. <laughs> she <laughs> sprung the guy loose. Did you see that? Yeah, he's a six foot nine guy. How do you sneak out of prison? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is how you sneak out of prison. And and I think people love it. I think people love a good jailbreak story. Why? They it's, don't oh, get it's it. exciting. It's just exciting. I think like you're not supposed to be able to do that. That's why it's exciting. Yeah, like but, the Alcatraz thing. People are like, oh my god, that that was like they're like, oh, he got out. He swam the whole channel. <laughs> he got out. How amazing is Can that? Can you imagine the six foot nine guy like Shawshank Redemption just bringing out pebbles every day and dropping them in the yard? You know, yeah. trying to sneak out through. Yeah. The, it would take him ten extra years because he has to make the hole bigger. Well, you know? he didn't even do that. He just gave up a couple pebbles to the guard. Because what did you say? They stopped by us like the a, first stop, a sex shop or something. Sex toy shop. Isn't that like reverse Munchausen syndrome, <laughs> right? Where the guard falls in love with the prisoner instead of the other way around. Oh, 
girls love and maybe guys do too but they love prison people they love like hooking up with there's a whole like Bad boys there's a whole cult of people who love people in jail yeah it used to be yeah. pen pals right like, oh, what a fetish to have yeah oh my god is there i don't know other bad boys or those bad guys girls? have access to the internet cell phones in prison or no yes they have access to everything i don't get it They're so what's your tinder have... profile look like if you're in prison currently hey <laughs> i can't meet you in person for a while right swipe right to let me loose do you come up with a you know you're behind jail and your your profile picture you know i'll read you a great pen pal letter I bet that's not what it looks like, what but maybe they, maybe it does if that's what they like. I mean, what did he say to her? They were probably he was probably romancing her the whole I, time. He had to show the they tripod. I mean, he had to six nine. <laughs> look at the log. I mean, <laughs> she's oh, like, I, I don't get it. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a it's quite the story, and um, I'm guessing they're going to get caught real soon because they were like driving some car that was spray painted in color. I'm sure that's real hard to find. <laughs> Actually, I found the car. Just right. mathematically, there aren't that many six foot nine guys around. Too, yeah, it's that's crazy. Yeah. I I don't know. I just think anybody that escapes jail should be shot on sight. Don't <laughs> ask questions. Just shoot them. You leave you, jail, boom. Yeah, you you you. I think you just probably our law. It's probably law, you, isn't it? No, not these days. True. Jeez. Well, <laughs> if somebody's about to do harm to you, you're legally able to whatever. I was kind of about two blocks away. There was some guy from Wisconsin sitting at the car door open, and I'm like kind of stay back a little ways. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And he just looked like some mechanic from Wisconsin. But I'm like, shit, who knows? It's Wisconsin. They're crazy as hell over there. A lot of crazies. That was crazy. More uh, more murders? No, more... Uh, more like crazy. Ed Gein's and the Dahmer's yeah. and the... Serial killers. More serial killers more. per square feet than anywhere else in the world. Probably. JT's a Chicago know. guy. He wouldn't know. But you probably did your vacationing in Wisconsin when you were, when you were a kid, Wisconsin right? Dells. I, I think I feel like I went on every vacation to a hockey destination at some point. You know, Quebec City is not exactly a hot spot for vacations. You know, <laughs> Toronto, Mississauga, <laughs> right. North Bay. That sounds terrible, right? Who wants to go there? Yeah, for sure. I want to ask you, you have a, probably a really good outside perspective on Minnesota Association hockey is different than any other hockey really in the in the u.s there's yeah. always, it's club hockey everywhere Agreed. you go but mm -hmm. minnesota's got this like all right we've got enough teams for associations to play we were that tournament we were in chicago it's talking to some kid and he's like wait how does it work well who do you guys play with like so this is your this is your uh triple a team is yeah but we only do triple a in the summer and then we play associations you have enough players to play the city next yeah. to you he goes I, yeah yeah so uh, you like it do you not like it do you think it should change i think uh minnesota uh, Michigan, you know, some of the hockey hotbeds out east, New England, I think those those states have enough players to field, you know, whether you call it association hockey or traveling hockey, whatever you want to say. I think there's very few states that can field competitive teams like that. You get into a region like Illinois or Ohio, um, to some extent, the states in the Midwest, and they just don't have enough kids to be competitive at that level. Mm -hmm. So how do you support your top end players? Right. And we're lucky enough to live in a state that has thousands of hockey players, you know, right. as a percentage, I think, you know, the three major states account for a large percentage of total USA hockey registrants. Right. So when I grew up, I, I was looking for, and my parents helped me find the highest level of hockey to play. Sure. In Illinois, that happened to be triple a hockey. So it's, then do you try out for another, mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to try out for this team, but if I make the other team, I'm going to play for the other team. I'm going to yeah. try out for a couple different teams. It depends on what age you are, right? When you're right. playing Bantam hockey, you can always go back to your association's double a team, but to, to, Back when, when we played, AAA hockey was truly AAA, where you had to earn that spot on the team, and you were put together with, 
you know, there were 17 total kids on the team, three lines and two goalies, and they came from everywhere around the the, the uh, metro area. Right. So you got to know a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to have played with some really, really good players and some players that you'd know. But um, when I grew up, that was the best opportunity to advance my skills, mm-hmm. right? The coaching was better. The uh, Obviously, the cost was higher, too. It was a, a bigger well, investment for my parents. But, yeah, that's the thing, yeah. But, you know, it was the path, right? And a story I'll always tell is that when we were freshmen, this is Bantam minor year, uh, we played my high school team who ended up winning the Illinois State Tournament that year. We beat them 8-1 to one as freshmen. So the quality of the hockey just wasn't there. But then we go to a weekend in Detroit and play Little Caesars and uh, CompuWare, things like that, and we'd, we'd, we'd split, yeah. yeah. So the highest level of hockey wasn't played in Illinois at the high school or association level. It was AAA hockey. Sure. And that's your right. path out. Right. That's the next step everybody wants to take. But do you, do you feel like that could still be a path out for Minnesota kids to say, like, you know what? I want to only play with the best of the best players. So we're going to put together a little elite dream team and we're going to go and play the Little Caesars as well. And, you know, I, I think Minnesota is unique because you can put together a team full of kids from a from a smaller, much smaller regions and compete with some of the kids that put together larger region teams, mm-hmm. right? That, that's because of the, there's so much talent here. And I think one of the things that you missed out on by playing AAA hockey in Illinois or Michigan is that, you know, the guys that you play with here are the kids that you were playing with as mites, right? And there's a group, a core group right. generally that moves, moves throughout hockey mm-hmm. together. And you miss that lifetime of friendship, right? Versus coming together as a team for one year and then five kids are gone and it's five more kids. And, you know, those kids are never your best friends for life. But here in, in, in Minnesota, we're lucky because you can look at any team and six of those kids have been playing together for eight years. Sure. Right. And you just see natural progression of ins and outs as kids get older and puberty happens. But, uh, you know, being being able to say you've done it, whatever it is, win a state championship, get to regions, go to state as a high school team with your buddies is pretty important. Yeah. And that's unique about our culture right. here. Yeah. I would also say what's unique and what's good about it is it gives everybody a chance to play affordable hockey mm-hmm. or afford to play hockey. You know, so you don't have to spend twenty thousand dollars a year on going to every tournament in every different city. Yeah, you can play hockey, you can play competitive hockey, and it's affordable for everybody. I agree. You switch to a, you switch to a, a program that's all club teams. Well, then now everybody's got to travel, and everybody's got to maybe you can still play teams in 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 uh, close to your city, but it's still going to raise that price quite a bit. Now, look at the USPHL, for example. That's a league designed the United to United States get, Postal Service. <laughs> I love that place. Yeah, I think it's the U- U.S. Prospects Hockey League. <laughs> okay. uh, it's anywhere kids anywhere from I think U15s through U18s, and these are teams that might be based out of a region, but they do traveling to Colorado. They go, they travel to New Mexico, and this and the weekend series that they play that's their season. They do a bunch of those weekend series, and it's three nights in a hotel for parents, including travel. You've got the same cost when it comes to sticks and equipment as everybody else, but they've got to go places to find competition. Right, the Sioux Falls Stampede. That team is going throughout the Midwest to find competition at their age group, which comes with a cost. Sure. And the best part about Minnesota is that we think a long road trip is forty-five miles. <laughs> well, what a pain! I've got to drive forty-five miles to, you know, to Elk River to play great hockey, and everybody yeah. else is thinking four hundred and fifty miles. Yeah. There's a we we miss out on that, right? Right. We, we, act- we fail to remember that that's a long road trip for them. We did an overnight last year in Lakeville. Sweet, <laughs> <laughs> thirty miles away. You did it because there's a water park there. Yeah. We did it because there's booze, booze in the hotel. Probably yeah. should get a hotel, yeah. But no, they're uh, Garrity and King are starting that West Coast Hockey League upcoming. It's uh, based out of LA, and they got cities around there. They're going to be starting that up too. So there's going to be more opportunities for the top end players as well to trying to. I think they're trying to do something with the USHL, but yeah, they'll figure it out. I'm sure. Yeah. But it's good. Yes. 
Well, more and also more and more schools are we're, we're seeing schools, turn, you know, take their programs and move them to Division One every year. Mm-hmm. Two, three more schools that are moving up, which is creating more opportunities for kids because as the as the high end talent is there. I mean, who can who who doesn't agree that the the you know the NHL skill level is better than it's ever been, right? right. I, I'm convinced that our high school program here uh, would probably kick our AAA team's ass, right? I talk about it like it was great, but I think the high school hockey being played right now, go back 25 years and yeah. they're dominating. Man, right? I the watched, skill level is just insane. I it's watched incredible. a video of our high school team yeah. showing my kid. Why is it the, oh, we were so bad. Yeah, why is it the older, we get, the older we get, the better we were, but you actually are worse. Oh, we right. couldn't pass. We couldn't skate around anybody. I never saw the ice. My kid's like, when are you going to get out there? When are you going to get out there? I was like, oh, I guess not this game. Maybe maybe this game. Right. You can't shoot very hard. I was using a Brett Hall a Christian stick stuck in a, in a you know, Easton CCM or Easton shaft that was bent. You oh, know? Yeah. And Sherwood coffee curve. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I sent you that video and you're like, what in the hell is this? Oh, uh, it was a high Bobby, school. Yeah. Yes. Funny. But Gosh, yeah, the, just the, the talent. You're right. I mean, the talent now, I mean, I would keep always saying Trevor Zegris. It, it, it's mind boggling what that guy does with the puck, but everybody is so creative and we used to get shot down. We used to get shot down for trying anything outside the box, but it's exciting. It's cool. I think the the future is bright for hockey. I think it's hitting a lot of different areas um, of people, right? I mean, it's people are encouraged to play it from all walks of life, and and that's great. You know, I think it's going to be well well received around the country and the world. Uh, yeah. How about the end of the wild? Are you thinking we're going to? pull this out or no because that was why do people, people get on crazy panic. i don't get it panic right why now. are they panicking i don't I get don't it know. this is one of the top five teams in the nhl i mean they are a really really good team the way the nhl has the playoff set up is absolute asinine i mean how how do you have I can't three? follow it so do you, you, you play your division so it's you only get ranked within your division yeah so three of the top teams in the nhl are in our division God, what a joke yeah it's terrible absolutely why terrible do, why do people gotta mess with everything so Just much one through eight Whoever the best team is is one. Worst team is eight. If you earn it, if you earn it during the regular season, you should be rewarded for that. Right. Right. So 100%. one plays eight, two plays seven. I mean that that's logical. Stop but, overcomplicating. Right. Exactly. It's pretty easy. If you you know if you've earned it during the regular season, it should be an easier path. Right. If you if you squeaked into the playoffs, well, prove it. Right. Now you got to earn it. Yeah. But I it, I do think that it is, it's stupid how they're doing it, but I think it's crazy how people are panicking. On, from Minnesota. Uh, they do look, there's guys that look injured. They really do. I mean, I, Felino looks off. Yeah. Felino I mean, hasn't looked, no, he hasn't stood out at all. Dumba shouldn't even be on the ice right now. Dumba I mean, he, he's, he's struggling really yeah. bad. I like him. Nice guy, great player, but if you can't help the team, you shouldn't be on the ice. It was a tough, tough night the other night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you put your hands on somebody and, instead of letting somebody toe drag in front of you? Right oh in front my of the God. That was, I wanted to puke. Yeah. Do you want to um, see something that won't make you puke? And this is uh, Bobby scoring his goal at the Coliseum. <laughs> um, you ready for this, Thomas? Here comes a here comes a good one. Watch this. Ooh, watch this move, JT. Is that a Protech? Is that a Protech helmet? <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see that snipe? Yeah, like the people I've shown that to, they're like, "Uh, it's so are, great. are you playing adapted hockey right there? What the <laughs> hell is going on?" Look at and look at the old Coliseum. That's where I played my last game. Yeah, I'm that's that. awesome. That was fun for I, sure. I dug up some. Uh, we'll put it this way: it started out as a VHS tape, then it turned into a DVD, then it turned into an MP4, then it ended up on YouTube. And this happened over 25 years. 
right? But it was a trip that uh, our team, uh, when I was younger, took to uh, Leningrad, Russia, which is now St. Petersburg. And we played yeah, outside against a team from Estonia, and uh, we were dressed, our uniforms made us look like skating American flags. <laughs> Washington awesome. Capitol pants with stars and stripes and everything's. We've got all the equipment, and then we played against a team from Russia who had sticks taped from knob to toe because they couldn't <laughs> afford a new stick. Some of the kids had no mask on, right? But this grainy video of, of us playing outside in Russia, you can read the Aeroflot sign on the boards, and the the there's no glass; it's all chain link fence. But as I was watching it, I thought to myself, "Man, does this look old? <laughs> it oh, yeah. looks like you know." Uh, everything was all grainy. You couldn't really tell. I knew who the guys were, but you couldn't really watch it. But how was the competition there? We, it was, that was one, that was a, uh, one game thing. We took okay. a trip there it, a week prior. We were playing in what was called the world cup of hockey yep. in Helsinki, Finland. And that was a week long tournament against team against teams like Joker at, uh, TPS. The, and in that tournament, Saku Koiva was playing, uh, Yuha Lind, a couple guys who made it to the show. Sweet. Um, so it was high level competition for a week in Helsinki, which was a great trip. But anything, any video surfacing from those things was, it just naturally looks really old. Yeah. It sucks because I think a lot of people lost videos. Like uh, we, I had probably 20 games around VHS and they're gone. They got yeah. eaten by the machine. Got, you had to get the, the tape yeah. got stuck in there. And then one of them, like, my up. buddy threw it away. We were living together and I think he stopped. He hated me watching it every single morning because it was, it was a center breakout. This kid from Crete and Jose, you know who you are. Uh, <laughs> Did a center breakout and I came from bought the red line and absolutely murdered him. <laughs> but it just got Murder you face. pumped up, you know. When you drill somebody like that, it's just like, oh, you're like, yeah, let's go. And oh yeah, I'd go to work. Murder face. Murder face. <laughs> well, getting back, getting back to the wild for a second. I, I had some notes and thoughts on this too. I, I think the wild need to be a lot harder to play against. You know, if, I ask myself, where's Kevin Fiala? Right, your your second highest franchise points guy ever. Yeah. Um, he was awesome. St. St. Louis went back to Bennington, who was zero and nine in his last nine playoff starts. Right. So how do you get the guy feeling like he did the rest of the year? I drafted this guy for my fantasy hockey team and he sucked this year. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to let him go. And he now he's back. Suck. He didn't suck last no, night. No, he didn't. So how do you get him back to like, Hey, question your game. And you know, right. oh, maybe you don't have it anymore. Right. There's a reason why they started who's over him. Right. Right. Tips get shots screens. on that. Tips in front. They'll you know, get make back. him uncomfortable. They'll get back. I, I, I think they're just fine. It's two and two right now. It's exactly where it should be when you're playing a team just like you are. Now I got three games to go. We're in, we have the home field advantage. So now do we go. Advantage. We go here, here there, there, here. here. Okay. So it's yeah. right, it's it's right where we need it to be. So we're we're just fine. It's also in a Minnesotan's nature to worry about sports, oh, okay. right? I mean, I know football's a one and done thing, but it's been tough being a Vikings fan uh, lately. Yeah. Uh, by, by lately, I mean ever. Right, that's um, a guy from Chicago right? talking about. Yeah, I know, this. but how the Timberwolves do? Yeah, blew a couple leads yeah, there, yeah, so yeah. you're naturally on edge as a as a Minnesota sports fan. Yeah, right. We, I mean, know the, what's coming? Last major championship was what? Twins, right? Ninety one, ninety one, eighty seven, yep. ninety one. Go Lynx. Yep. Lynx were awesome. Wild. Yes, Twins. Twins never. Yes, Vikings. Not Vikings. 60, never. Vikings no? never won. No. Nope. Oh, Super Bowl in '60s something, right? I don't uh, know. Yeah, that, that's one. That's one thing being from Chicago that I. I do have, right? We've got a World Series championship in 2015 with the Cubs and then three in 10 years with the Hawks. So back to backs, you know. right? You guys had back yep. to backs? Uh, yep. Back, uh, no, they were, uh, I think the it was Hawks. Who the hell are Hawks? The Hawks. The Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, the Blackhawks. Shit. Or the yeah. Hawks. The Atlanta thinking, Hawks. I was thinking he's going back to yeah. Jordan. I was like, no, yeah, no. you got lucky yeah, that, there. Jordan's That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, the Bulls. Yeah. The was, Bulls. They're from Chicago? The Bulls. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. You guys, yeah. Get, you guys get them to claim. No, I, I did say, though, uh, because the Wild were an inaugural team. What is it now? 25 years? 20 uh, years. They have their 20 or 21 just years. Just plus 20. Yeah. 
So all my kids were born here as Wild fans, and I said, look, you didn't grow up in Illinois, so it's not, you know, you can be allegiant to both teams. You can cheer for both. But when the Hawks and the Wild play, you cheer for the Blackhawks. Yeah, that's it. That's funny. No questions asked. I literally tried. I debated on raising my kid as a New York fan because my wife and her dad are from New York. Are they, you know, yep. born there? And I'm like, well, being a Yankees fan, you know, Rangers aren't that great. Neither are the Giants, but they got more than Minnesota does. Hell yeah, they do. But anyway, it's awful. Yeah, I think they're just fine. I think they'll be fine. They got a lot of heart. They got they got guys on sitting the bench right now that I. I think they should be playing like their fourth liners or what? Well, the, yeah, the healthy scratches, you know, oh. they, you know, they put in Dumba and who did they scratch last game? Um, he's a D solid D and it wasn't Goligoski. He ben? played the last game. Not Ben. Dover. Dover. Who? Ben Dover. No. Jordy Jamie Bendover. Ben. Jordy Bendover. Jordy, Jordy ben. ben. Yeah. He's been doing all right. Gal- at least he's Galagoski healthy. Anyway. Right. Right. So you got to have these healthy guys. I mean, these guys are getting out there and they're busting their ass and trying their hardest, but you can see that they're struggling. Yeah, when you're injured, especially in a physical game like right, that. Right, right. Did you guys see uh, the question that the Maple Leafs coach was asked, uh, Sheldon Kennedy? Some reporter from Toronto said, well, why would you start your worst defenseman in the most important game of the year? And he said, well, who's my worst defenseman? He said, oh, it's uh, Hall. And he just looked at the microphone deadpan and said, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> you know, just. Yeah, right. F you. We, we put it in the best. Those guys, pr- pr- they they put the best lineup out there to try and win. Obviously, they're trying ma- matchups, and sure. they're seeing who's, uh, you know, whose whose numbers are favorable. But if it's if you if you're going advanced analytics, right? I mean, look at the the assistant general manager that the Chicago Blackhawks just hired is a 30 year old guy who was with the Cubs for a long time. He's an analytics guy. There's a lot of these guys that are going super super deep. Mm-hmm. The old school guys going, give me the grit, give me the. Well, what's your puck possession time, right? What's your you know what what's your 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 Corsi and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, if you look at some of those things, maybe those decisions are being run by numbers. Yeah, I you think know? at some point you got to use your gut, man. You got to use what you think yep. is going to work. You think Dean analytics. is a? You think Dean is an analytics? Guy? I don't think so. But oh, speaking of Dean, I'm so mad at him right now. Uh oh. Who the hell dressed him last game? He's wearing a blue suit. <laughs> We're playing the blues. You can't wear a blue suit. God, the guy's got the, he's got the best mad face in, in oh. any coach out there. <laughs> Seriously, his I eyes look he, like they're going to pop out of his I, head. Chucky's mad. Chucky's right. like, oh god, he's got me. Right. Gruden gets like he had the worst. <laughs> Gruden's face got ever. the worst. But coach I face. think Evanson's up. He wants. A he's up there. Yeah, he wants. A he play. I think he like plays it up. I feel like he plays it up a lot because he's just like. I love it. Gosh, I mean, seriously, sign language. They should have closed close caption for sign language. Well, you don't need it. Throwing the you don't need it a lot around. of times. <laughs> oh my Do you see God. the one with the video? There's a girl <laughs> sitting in the ble- in the front row, and they both said "f you" at the same time at the exact same time. I was like, "That's fantastic." Well, if, so, if players are supposed to be role models for kids, do you think coaches should be role models for uh, coaches? No. Well, I mean, here we got a problem with youth with youth referees, right? We can't get enough of them. Parents abuse them. Coaches abuse them. And you're seeing it at the highest level. When you tell, when you see an NHL co- NHL coach going, fuck you. Well, I mean, hey, there's a lot of parents out there who aren't mature enough to oh. say that I'm not going to model my behavior. After, it, it's fine for them to do oh, it. Why sure. don't I do they it? Why don't I just give the up. gears to a 17-year-old volunteer making 25 bucks an hour yeah. as a side job? You're saying youth coaches can now mimic pro coaches because they're like, hey, they, that guy gave him an earful with the yeah, FUs. Give him a well. free pass. I mean, what yeah. happened to the guys? What happened to the, the coaches like the Montreal Canadian coaches growing up where they just have their piece of paper in their hand, fold their arms and just go, just keep playing. Just keep playing. Don't worry about the referees. Just right. keep playing. Just keep playing. Point. But instead, you got to you got to let them know every single thing that's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to put it to replay too. Damn it. 
Yeah, I don't know how refs do it. My cousin's ref, and I was like, you must love controversy. You must love getting <laughs> railed. They're like, no, most guys are pretty good as long as you play it the right way and say, I'm going to come over, I'm going to explain myself, I'm going to answer your questions, and that's it. And then yeah. most most coaches respect that. But then I think you get a lot of refs don't do that. They just don't even come over. They don't want to hear about it, and, they, and that's when no. things get out of hand. Well, the NHL refs have to take it to a point. Well, right. right. They're getting paid I mean, very well to do it, to get to take that oh, shit. What are those refs make? Very well. Do you know, what do those refs make? I bet, the, I bet the most senior refs in the league were making 250 a year. Wow. I bet. Somebody can look it up, but it's it's a path to, you they, know. Yeah, they, they make a ton of money, and they put up with a lot of shit. But At they're, least they're catching shit from, 40, there might be at most 40 people inside the glass. Right. Take it to a sport like lacrosse, where you got parents sitting right on the <laughs> sidelines, right I, in the ears of the, I would not want to be a lacrosse ref. Right. <laughs> or or an ump. Like you're when right I got booted that one game, did you see? Yeah, when you kicked the glass. Why did kick Bobby it? I just kicked out of one of my I games tapped the glass with my foot and I just put my arm up and he goes, "You're out." <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, "Okay, see we, you later." We had that happen in Edina. It was like a Bantam B1 year and we were playing in Bloomington in that rink that you can look straight down on the benches. Well, uh, there was a very inebriated Edina parent who was giving the gears to the referee. The referee said, "You're out." Pointed to the, to the exit. He wouldn't leave. There was a scrum from some, he chirped people on the way out, and people were being held ac- apart by fists, and the guy got arrested. And this is a bantam B one hockey. Any Dinah, that's Eni the Dina. most unbelievable thing. And Adina, I didn't, yeah, it was. I didn't know. think Edina parents drank. John I thought Kane's they were scrub this whole thing. I mean, he was a, it was, <laughs> a it was a puffy <laughs> jacket a guy. guy. He had a puffy jacket on too. He's, he's a white bear. Yeah. He's, he's converted by proxy. Yeah, puffy jacket guaranteed. Puffy oh. just grabbed him by the Columbia. Uh huh. Yeah, oh, he's not wearing Columbia there. They're wearing no. like Eddie Bauer, yeah, North Face, Eddie Bauer, North Face, Patagonia. Yeah, it's just Ralph Lauren. You see it their own now. It's a Ralph Lauren Edina model. Yeah, yeah, special edition. It's tough. I, I, I would just say in general, we, all parents, all fans need to back off. The referees, let them do their job. They're not out there to screw your kid. Right. And then nobody wakes up in the morning saying, let's see if I can screw this U14 hockey team. Right? right. So calm down. It's a game for kids about kids. You should ref. You ever thought about I did ref. My first job was a referee. I refed, I refed men's league games and I got my gold patch. It was USA Hockey's, I think it was 50th anniversary. My gold patch, first game, men's league. I went to call a tripping penalty and the guy who got tripped got up, looked at me and said, kid, no. So I pulled my hand down and didn't call the penalty. It was a bunch of 40 year old guys. And I was like, I'm going to call my first penalty. I was nervous. I was sweating a little bit. And I was told not to call the penalty by the guy that got tripped. And I'm like, well, what am I doing here? Just chasing icings? Pretty much. Pretty much. Just you take your 25 bucks it. and get out of here. Right. I ref frat league hockey one time. My buddies, I wasn't in a frat at the U, but a couple of my friends were. And they're like, hey, you should ref You should ref uh, this frat league. It's perfect. You get 50 bucks a game and you know it's great. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come over and whatever. At Augsburg, Jason Longnecker was there. And I cut this. They're like, what do you call it? They're like, no checking. Uh, you know, don't let them run the goalie. It was just like little stuff, right? I go, okay. Yeah, there's like, no, no, nobody's going to do anything. Well, every, there was probably 50 kids that were watching. Everybody was wasted. The players were wasted. It was like third shift in. Some guy, go, puck goes in the corner. Guy comes in and just hard elbow to the face of this other guy. Boom, knocks him over, just glass clanking, right? And I was like, you know, arm in the air, like you, elbow, two minutes. And you can't call penalties penalties in front league. Are you effing kidding me? Penalties in front league. And I turn my back, and he helicopters his stick at my head. Over my hits the glass. I like go to my buddy. I was like, I'm done. I'm not roughing it. No, no, no. It's it's okay. It's okay. He was he was out of control. Yeah, it was a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god, the worst thing ever to rough frat league hockey. 
you could probably know that going into that, right? <laughs> I probably should have guessed go that. Wrong? I should have guessed uh, that. The uh, we used to play uh, with a group called the uh, Gorillas. It was our our post Mankato group that played in the full checking league over at. Uh, uh, Parade Ice Arena, where the Wild used to practice, and we probably did that league for ten years. It was only there were only four teams. It was uh, Bucks Unpainted Furniture, Green Mill, Fury Motors, and our Gorillas team. And we, you know, when you play three teams over the course of twelve weeks, you, you tend not to either you do like or you do not like guys in the other team. But sure. there, there were there were games where guys would get hit in the face with a puck and there'd be fighting. And I can't imagine trying to break up two thirty-seven year olds who have to go to work the next day, <laughs> right? That's it. I mean, you you're trying to punch a guy in the face, and it's like you know, hey. Uh, we both got to go sell insurance tomorrow. Can we just back off a little bit? It's a moment, you know, a moment here you're pissed off, but nobody wants to lose teeth because you get a good dental plan. You don't think of that shit when you're 10, you know, 15, 20 years old fighting. Yeah. 37 year olds. Right. For sure. Gotta go right. back to work at Best Buy the next day. Yeah. I think one of my, one of my uh, retorts to somebody who told me to settle down, he said, Hey, settle down. We both got to work tomorrow. I said, tomorrow's Sunday. Car dealerships are closed. <laughs> what do you guys, um, as you think about sports, we're talking a lot about sports. Either of you guys have any superstitions or things that you think uh, you consider lucky? Do you have a lucky thing when you were a kid? Um, maybe. Well, no, maybe not when I was a kid. I know you had a lot of different things that you did with your towels and your jerseys and your whatnots. But yeah, that wasn't lucky superstition, though. I was that just, was just more like, being. That was preening. Exactly, exactly what this says. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I was being a dick. But once you get on the ice or the field. You become a different person, right? Sure. I mean, people that really get into it, you are a different person once you get on that ice. What about like taping your stick and all that? You do like these kids now, they tape their stick every game the same way. They can't this, they can't that. It's like, I put it here. I need a fist bump before I go on the ice. It all depends on, on who's buying your shit, right? It's easier to tape your stick every day when your parents are buying it for you or it's supplied to you. Oh, heck yeah. So one of my superstitions was I have new laces for every game. I didn't need them. One, uh, I know a Friday's game didn't wear out a, a pair pack of, laces. of fresh laces. Just two new laces, you, you yeah. break out. Oh yeah. man, it was just who's paying you know, for that? The the team. Yeah, best okay. part about well, it. There yeah. you go. My my one lucky thing was I, my first goal I scored in junior hockey. I kept it and I started to put the Patrick Kane puck rub on my blade, yeah. and I, I swear that puck is fifty percent volume wise smaller than it was when I scored the goal. I mean, it's now it's a, it's it's old, but. You used half put, a puck on two, two. No, no, this balls. is over the course of 20 years. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's all smoothed down and it's one of those things. I'm like, I wonder if I can give this to my kids when I die. I can, you know, it's valuable. Yeah. Not really. It's a puck. Remember it cost a dollar. But it's yeah. That's nostalgic for yeah. sure. That's cool. Yeah. There are people, especially I think hockey, hockey's got some nuts. Well, they can, then the kids see this too with the pros and what they do, all these players game in and game out, how they, I mean, even Kevin Garnett throws the powder up in the air right. and, I think the thing that people, most people don't realize is that, you know, while the wild look great when they're skating out there, they've got the pant shells on and they've got the socks and the jerseys. If you were to actually examine the equipment from some of these guys, I bet you'd find guys wearing shoulder pads that are 15 years old. Oh, they do. And knee pads that are 20 years old. And some of their undershirts and gun- undergarments, they just don't change, right? I mean, Absolutely. they look nice from the outside, but the, the superstition happens when you actually watch somebody like Sidney Crosby prepare for a game. He wears the same, we wore the same hat for years until they, you know, until he replaced it or they didn't win the cup. Right. Or he does the same thing or who had the, who had the, like the 20 year old jock strap that he that was Crosby. It was Crosby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20 years old. I wouldn't, I would not want to be protected by that thing, God, but why change where, it? How, I think right? that's where the measles, remember when measles went through the whole NHL and that's where <laughs> that's it started. Probably. It was like, <laughs> what's going down on him up. later? Yep. Holy crap. Yep. 
I, I always like to tell people I have leg hairs stuck in my shin pads that are older than you, right? Like, uh, so shin I, pads are super, leg super hairs. Old. You yeah. can go a little north and I'm sure they'd be right. the same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any superstitions as a player because maybe I didn't really play that much. But I have every time I watch a game and I'm super dialed into it, like go for hockey for sure, wild too. Like I'm convinced convinced that what I do impacts the game. I didn't watch it in the right spot. I was, I was on the, it's I was driving. Fault. I didn't watch the first period and they were doing really well. Now I'm watching the second period and they're doing terrible. I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta go home. <laughs> I didn't sit here. I didn't drink this. I didn't wear that. Like literally I, I feel I I'm honestly, I'm convinced that what I do and I'm one person of 80,000, hundred thousand fans, million fans. <laughs> I don't have any impact whatsoever, but I'm convinced that I do. I uh, think everybody kind of has a little bit of that because yesterday I was driving down to the post, did some errands. So I got there late. We're winning. And I'm like, should I even go in? Yes. Because right. we're up one nothing. If I go in, it might turn bad. And you turned it I, bad. I went in, turned it bad. It's your fault. My fault. Sorry. Sorry. Wait, Sorry wait to you. How about your kids making up superstitions? Mom, I scored two goals and you weren't there, so you can't come watch me play anymore. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not true. That's not why you scored two goals. But if you believe that and all of a sudden, you know, your wife's looking at you like, oh, I can't watch him play anymore. What well, are, see, you came and watched and I didn't score. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. What are some other sports, though? Remember, there was a guy, God, I think he was one of your guys, your Cubs. Was it Turk Wendell who would like, like hop weird over the freaking oh he won't touch line. the white chocolate yeah well yeah. and that's kind yeah. of across the the board not many yeah. people jump on it but he made a just weird like more weird i should say but oh yeah there's some weird su superstitious people out well, there. well if you sure. believe they say what if isn't that a line in bull durham like if you believe it then it's a superstition if you think you're going to play bad because you did this then you're going to play bad but if you don't don't let it mess with you then nothing's going to happen but 100 percent of what you believe in you believe Right, but I mean, that's, do, that but is I, irrefutable. But as fans, <laughs> here, but here's the thing: as fans, do we control the outcome of the game whatsoever? No. However, go go with me for a second. If everybody's got bad energy and they put their bad energy out in the world, are you like an energy person or like a hell yes? Yeah. That's what home so if, ice advantage is. But if every yeah, if everybody has this bad feeling in Minnesota, like oh we're gonna lose because this and that, and they put this bad energy out in the world. Does that get absorbed into the players and then they play bad? Is that a thing? I, I don't know. I, I think I think players believe things. I, yeah. I think it was uh, well. You've got the 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 wild right. This is our ice. Yeah. Where where people are bringing who came up well, with that? Who came up with that? Some jackal. They're bringing water from their local lakes and rivers. I think that's cool, right? You're skating on on stuff that say people believe in you. They want to bring you water from South Twin Lake over in Millbrook or Malax or wherever. Right. I think that's cooler than hell. You know, I've, I've seen NHL players do it, too, where they take frozen Zamboni ice and bring it to a visitor's rink and spray it all over the water just to give themselves a little psychological edge. And I think that's kind of, you know, I think it's fun. I think I, it's one of the quirks of the games. And Absolutely. But you know? I do think they feed off of whatever the vibe is inside there. And by the way, I did put a petition in to change South Twin Lake to South Fin Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure that's going to go through with Millbrook I've Association. Learned, I've learned Millbrook Association is pretty strict. <laughs> Do you know somebody got chopped up and dumped in that lake? You know that story, right? I, you told me that story. Yeah. I did not know the story. You don't? No. Yeah, true story. Uh, back in the 80s, I think, you know, Jason Ligday, yeah. um, he lived on Mendel Road, which which kind of like comes right out to 96 there, yeah. and which butts up to South Twin Lake. Well, some girl got picked up in the 80s. Um, I think they at like Sharks Nightclub or whatever. 
Um, drove guy drove her home, murdered her. They found body parts like on the on Mendel Road in the lake, um, torso and head and all sorts oh. of creepy stuff. Like, wait for Man. the next my favorite murder podcast because that's probably gonna be one of them. Man. But creepy. Don't let your kids know because they'll never go by that lake again. Because well, superstitions. They'll never play. Here's the superstition. Don't play hockey on South Twin Lake because somebody died and got dumped in the in the lake. And now that bad juju is affecting my Bantam A game. Yeah. While the parents going nuts on Millbrook website last year when the kids are out skating there. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. They're going to die. It's like a foot deep. Yeah, 90% of the So lake. technically, your anybody who brought the wild water from South Twin Lake and dumped it onto the wild ice could have... M- minute particles of human body in there absolutely oh okay yeah absolutely (laughs) all right minute particles i mean micro i mean you know minute particles of dead body yeah i think that's i think that's an official like forensic term right yes minute particles of dead body i have a question for you tom what if the nfl or major league baseball or the nfl or nba had a transfer portal Transfer. Don't take the don't college they already. Don't they already? Yeah, they like do. the They're NBA free does. Agents, yeah. The NBA what if does. they officially had a transfer portal? Oh God, it would screw up sports. I hate It'd it. Get a lot more interesting. It I would be tougher to run but a fantasy, I, a fantasy, you know, a fantasy league where you had you know, players you keep. Oh yeah, but LeBron year. already wrecked the NBA. Kevin Garnett wrecked the NBA first by doing like the hey, let's get three of our favorite players. Gary Payton was it Gary Payton and Gar- in Boston, KG, and let's go form a super Ray team. Allen, yeah. yeah, and now LA is like, yeah, we'll do the same. Right. Just screwed it up. So no. No to transfer portals. I'll tell you what. It helps teams like the Gophers for for football. For sure it does. You're yeah. getting the second, third stringers from top. Because they know they can bounce. They, yep. So is transfer portal just a COVID thing? You can it's only do it one year. Well, yeah. I don't think they put a – I don't think they put a limit on it. They're trying to deal with people who have a fifth year of eligibility due to COVID. Yeah, for you know, sure. You might have the school might not have a scholarship for you, right? So every fifth year scholarship you award, you can't give it to an incoming freshman. Hmm. So that if you're building for the future, you neglect your the short term for benefit for paying the long term. Right. They'd right? rather have a veteran player than bring in somebody they really don't know what they're going to bring to the program. Right. Well, like yeah. that Krushank kid who played for the Gophers last year. Now he's transferring again and going to St. Cloud. Yeah, you that, can only transfer successful. once, though. He's doing it. I well, he might have been a redshirt transfer, wasn't he? He was a, he was a captain at Colorado College. And he came to the U. Yeah. And now he's going to St. Cloud. I think it's tough. Weird. I think if you, I, I think if you make a commitment to a school and they're committing to you and they're paying for your education, you f- see through that commitment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough, but I do think it helps teams like the Golfers because those kids can only transfer one time. So if they do transfer, they're stuck. But that's right. the way it's supposed to be, at least. Right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Appreciate your time, JT. Hey, my pleasure. Love yeah. it, guys. Yeah, Love JT, it. It's good talking to you. Another good time, and uh, like we say. Go through life, be a good person, do the right things, and uh, don't be a dick. That's yesterday.